0: <laughs> hey guys welcome back andrew just got done being annoying <laughs> being his noisy self
1: yeah i i, I yeah i'm just it's gonna so own noisy. that i'm a noisy own it. Yeah. individual that's fine
0: it's okay i still like myself yeah i like you still like you um i I wrote Andrew a little note this morning and I said, this coffee is for sexy men who are noisy and break glasses because (laughs) he often breaks water glasses, especially, and he's very noisy. So it's just admiring those parts of him. (laughs) Yeah. This
1: is more endearing than (laughs) just saying it out loud sounds.
0: Um, no, but we do write notes to each other and it's really cute On and our I really coffee, like it.
1: And when we're traveling, one of us is traveling.
0: We'll hide notes for the other person to find. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, I actually posted that on Instagram the other day and I was sharing how we do that and how it's such a good idea to... Um, when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is especially a good idea for couples who are in that awkward phase and want to start flirting again or feel more connected, but like flirting feels like too much, like too big of a jump. And I was just saying like writing the notes is a really simple idea to create a special connection and like, it's something that's cute and thoughtful And I was like, it could be as simple as like, hey, with a smiley, like, have a great day. Love you, you know, or just simply love you. I appreciate you for this. And, um, and yeah, I was saying it could be good for the awkward phase or if you're trying to strengthen your relationship or just maintain a connection if you don't see each other, you know, a lot throughout the day. And, um. And yeah, like the guy, I put like a bunch of examples and everyone was like, that was super helpful. Or or they'd be like, I do this too. And like, I did it for each other when we go away. And I was like, me too. (laughs) So it was funny. It's
1: just such an easy way to do something consistently that says I'm thinking of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I very much appreciate it. I was going to say something else about it, but I forgot. I'll probably come
1: back. Wow. So wise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, here's what I was going to say. Um, when we were talking about you being noisy and <laughs> now it's like endearing, um, I thought it was funny how, because I'm reading a book right now on and off by John Gottman, who's a marriage researcher, and he predicts divorce. And um, he also you know, predicts what couples will stay together for the long term. And something he said is that, the majority of arguments couples have are over things that are just unsolvable. Like there's no solution to the thing. It's just something about your partner that they do consistently. That's like part of their personality. It's maybe a quirk they have. It's, it's always going to be that thing that you can look at as like annoying, or you can look at it as a way of like, oh, well, that's them, you know, like that's like who they are and like try to find a way to make it like endearing or like laugh at it within your relationship. So it was funny because Andrew and I like a couple weeks ago, we're going back and forth in bed sharing our like quirks about each other that are annoying but like are those things where it's like (laughs) this could lead to an argument but we just like laugh about them instead of like getting annoyed or frustrated about them so I thought that was like funny and actually like it was actually very I don't know I felt really good after we had that conversation because it's kind of like putting our like annoying personality things out there. And then we just like, we're laughing about it. Yeah. I mean, granted,
1: I don't have any annoying personality
0: things. (laughs) You had many when we were talking.
1: If, if theoretically I had some (laughs) stuff, just had to make up a list. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I, I, that makes sense. I mean, I don't, there's some things that it's like, what, why get upset about it? It's just so silly.
0: I think what helps to not get upset over the annoying things is when you confront it and you talk about it because then it's immediately like this funny thing that you like tease each other about in a fun, lighthearted way. And if you never mention the thing, I think that's when it can easily become this like this thing that you can use as an excuse to like lash out at your partner Mm -hmm. when there's like deeper things going on. And that's often what happens. Like there's there's deeper issues, but like the thing that you get the most, the thing that like starts an argument and that you base the argument on because you don't want to confront the deeper thing, are these like surface level bullshit things that don't really matter. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's good for every couple to kind of like talk about it, like <laughs> just like talk about the the little like stupid, not stupid, but just like annoying. Personality quirks that you each have, and what well, um, mine?
1: Yours? I, mean, I break glasses. I'm loud.
0: Yeah, you're just always making noise. um Always. It's, yeah, he breaks glasses. He has very particular ways of doing things all the time that he have.
1: I have a me. very good reason <laughs> for doing those things that way.
0: That's how I reassure myself that it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> what were the other things? There were definitely a bunch. because pretty we were short going back list. And forth. That's it. <laughs> no, we were both going back and forth. I forget what mine were. Do you remember any of mine?
1: Uh, no, well, I mean, one at the beginning of the relationship that I don't think you do anymore. At least I haven't noticed it was, which is so ironic because I feel like usually it's the opposite, putting the toilet seat down.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Uh, you used to do that and i like... <laughs> Always put the toilet seat down, and yeah. I so I to
0: clarify, I wouldn't put it down. Right. Yeah. I would just like I, yeah. flush it.
1: Just <laughs> so something I started doing, like or, I don't know, like over ten years ago, because it just seems gross to me that to flush the toilet and let all that water go, like sprinkle and bubble out of the top of the toilet and, and spray
0: <clears> me <throat> all over, and then I yeah. climb into bed with you and yeah, rub it all like over like your body. T- yeah, it's not
1: about it. Um, I'm trying to think of what
0: Yeah, cuz I don't do that at all anymore. I always no, put it down. No, you
1: don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, wow.
0: so I'm the perfect yeah, one.
1: Apparently.
0: <laughs> Damn it. Yes. <laughs> oh, there are definitely a few, but yeah, I don't remember them.
1: Speaking of like having fun and not taking things too seriously, I Came across there. I used to be subscribed to this newsletter back before, like, newsletters were this cool thing. Uh, it was a really good one. It was a daily email that would get sent out, I think, to a lot of people. Uh, and it was written, f- it would always be signed off as the universe, um, almost like mm-hmm. the universe was sending you messages. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It's so, they, not you. They wrote, uh, yeah, the, the messages they wrote were just kind of really well done and interesting. And I, I had a couple that I just stumbled upon in my Apple Notes recently. And I, I, I really liked it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it. The title of the email was Life is a Game. When you play a game with family and friends like Hide and Seek, Twister, or even Monopoly, do you lose sleep the night before? Do you worry what people will think of your performance? Do you wonder how your past or your childhood years might influence your moves? Do you replay each turn in your mind the day after? No. Mm. Because it's just for fun. You understand that no matter what happens, nothing about it can detract from who you are. That while, might, that while you might not win, you'll be richer and wiser for the time spent thinking and calculating and sharing with friends. You might even relish the refinement and development of your skills. Besides, in games you have nothing to prove. Everyone you play with already loves you. Bottom line, you can become more for the playing, but not less. And so the more you play, the more fun you have, the more you grow, and the better you get. Signed, the universe. Aww. Really good, right? Yeah. Yeah, they they, they put out some some fire in those newsletters. So... Um, yeah. And I just, in general, I just like to think of, of, of life as a game. I think, um, I like to think of money that way. I find that money tends to be less stressful and serious. If I, if I, if I think of it as, as a game, that should be fun. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think being playful in life and in relationships is a really good way to just ease, ease oneself um and and reduce stress and anxiety because because most things just aren't that serious.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. That's actually funny that you Yeah, mentioning money, you know, we were talking about money last night and my taxes coming up. And with how much I've spent on my surgery, I was kind of stressing out and I'm just like Oh man! And I I went into like this very stressful state, and then I was like in the bath because I just was like, okay, I'm gonna go relax, take a bath, just meditate and relax. And I was in the bath, and I literally thought, wow, it's not that serious. Like, why am I panicking? Like, I'm gonna be fine. I'm com- there's no way I'm gonna be out in my ass in the street. <laughs> like, by like, what's the worst case scenario? Truly, and. I'm like, I've, I've trusted myself up into this point based on like my skills and just knowing how to make money if I like, you know, seriously needed the money and was desperate for it. Like there's just so many ways I it could, I, I could get it. And I was just like, wow, like I just have to look at this more as like a fun thing of like, oh, what can I do? How can I figure this out? You know, how can I, you know, make more than I ever thought? And like, I was like, why am I choosing to look at it this stressful way versus that way. Cause I can choose either. And it's funny how often we choose the stress route versus the game route or the fun route when we can. It's like,
1: yeah, I like to, if, if I do end up in that place where I'm feeling stress and anxiety, uh, the rule of 10, which is asking yourself, is this going to matter in 10 days? Is this going to mm-hmm. matter in 10 months? Is this going to matter in 10 years? And inevitably, at some point in that, question, that line of questioning, the answer is no. Um, and usually it's it's much sooner than than 10 years. And also, people are really good. I, I find comfort knowing that the way our brains work, we're really good at forgetting bad stuff. In fact, most, like the far, far majority of problems in our life things that are not traumatic we are no longer affected by them three months later because a general rule of thumb people are really mm. good about not being affected by things that seemed difficult or or sad or, or that made us angry at the time three months later it's also the same reason why uh, a lot of people think of uh you know earlier years of their life or, or earlier America being like the good old days. People just have a tendency to forget things that, um, forget the bad and remember the good.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. Cause I feel like, I guess it depends because I feel like more traumatic past events, like past events that really hit you in a negative emotional place when you look back at them people often remember them as worse is what because you know how they say like you always change your memories every time you think back on them and usually when it's a stressful thing you like make it worse than it actually was yeah Mm -hmm. and I
1: I can't speak to the really traumatic things I mean that's a whole other conversation because There's some interesting philosophies or theories out there about, you know, like if you read the book, The Body Keeps to Score. It's about how trauma can actually become a physiological, can be manifested in physiological ways in your body. And there's this interesting mind-body connection, right, where trauma, some people argue that trauma isn't even, like, real, Mm -hmm. which is, which there's, there's truth to that, you know, because you can you can choose to i think some people can can uh, we're we're tr- we're like treading on dangerous waters here yeah i know <laughs> this is such a controversial this is topic. a very controversial topic but <laughs> i
0: remember us I talking about this years ago
1: yeah but if you if you if you believe that trauma is real and if you believe that trauma is something that's with you always and forever i think you know it can become one of those self-fulfilling prophecies too um, versus, if you're open to dealing with your trauma, and you take steps to um, to to manage it, uh, whether through addressing those things or through like psychedelic um, uh, psychedelic means, uh, therapy. Yeah, there's just all sorts of ways to to deal with trauma where it's like. Is it real? If you can just simply change your perspective, and then all of a sudden, what was once traumatizing no longer is. Does that mean mm. it's not real? simply
0: not easily? Yeah, but like it.
1: Well, I mean, it is. It is. It simply. can be. It's. It's.
0: No, I'm e- saying it's simple. That's not easy. I
1: Ugh. mean, yeah. Even that, you could argue, it's. It, it's. It's as easy as a. As it's as easy as someone makes it. Like, you know, it's, it's not, it's like, how do you define easy?
0: Well, I think sometimes that you have to be in a certain mood in a certain environment, like within a certain context of your life to be able to, to overcome certain things, like to make those neural connections. For me, like when I was like dealing with, with something that I would think of as traumatic, and then I was in this like, much better state in my life where I was willing to to grow and figure stuff out. and I was like putting myself in relaxed environments to only then was I able to because I like created a space for it. So I feel like sometimes it matters. like you don't it doesn't click unless you're in a very s- specific circumstance. It's not always in your control for it to be easy.
1: I guess it depends on how you think about the complexity that humans layer on to what is because it wasn't easy for you to deal with the whatever trauma you're talking about you know you had to be in a certain headspace but i guess the point is you had control over that thing that you were thinking about right it's in your brain it's your thoughts um to be maybe physically in a space where But also like
0: belief wise, because if I don't believe a certain something and that's the block that will take time. It naturally does take time to change a belief through like perspective shifting, thinking something through, talking to other people. At least for me, it was like getting to the point where my belief changed, where I was able to then see the situation differently and move past that thing. So I think there is a timeline, you know, a lot of. Yeah, I or mean, no, all, all of this, I guess
1: we, we'd have to know exactly what we're talking about to like the specific situation that we're talking about. But I think in general, my point is that people overcomplicate things like humans make things complicated. The world is what it is. Things are what they are. I, I mean, I really liked what we learned in Landmark that clicked with a belief that I had, which is that like we are as individuals occurring in the world physically Physically occurring, moving through the world, and anything that feels hard or easy—the idea of trying versus just doing—it all comes back to, you know, it all comes back to the uh, us making things more complicated than they need to be, way more mm-hmm. complicated than they than they need to be. So I understand what you're saying around belief, because you know, like if if you for example grow up in an environment where it's never it's never made apparent to you that you can accomplish something or do something or there's never an environment where you're led to believe that you can do something that you want to do and in fact everyone around you is telling you you can't do that thing or everyone around you is is uh, a quote-unquote bad influence. You know, I'm thinking about like people working themselves out of like poverty, for mm-hmm. example. One could say that it is hard for them to transition out of poverty because the they don't have examples of people working out of poverty. Maybe they're just surrounded their whole life by people who are in poverty and who they themselves feel like they don't know how to get out of poverty. But all of those things... Are again just—they're just beliefs. They're just emotions that we tack on to the reality of the situation, which is, um, you know, that we have certain mechanisms we can control in our life that we can—we can physically control how we move in the world. I mean, in some cases, like in, in edge cases, you—you you can't. Um, but in general, yeah, I think my point is just that humans make more comp make life. Significantly more complicated than it actually is.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I could get on board with that.
1: What was your topic? You mentioned before the call you had a spicy one.
0: Oh, vasectomies
1: Yeah, how did you come up with that?
0: <laughs> um, snip, Snap! Snip, snap! Snap! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the physical and emotional toll? <laughs> um. What brought it up? Oh, I did. Um. When I did Sex Secrets, I might have mentioned this one on the last episode, but it had this this guy was just like, it's been a very different experience since I got a vasectomy in terms of like the feeling. And so a guy, I was checking my DMs today and this guy was like, yeah, I can agree with that. And I said, well, how did it feel for you? Was it like just different or was it different better? Like what did it, because the first guy never like said, is it better? He just said it was really different. And this guy said, it's, it's actually so much better. And, and it was like a really nice surprise when I got a vasectomy. It just like feels so much better when I come.
1: So interesting.
0: Yeah. And I was like, is that common? Yeah. That, that's what I didn't know. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like I never read about that or heard about that, that it's like better. And, um, so I put a poll out on Instagram today and my
1: dad had a vasectomy and then he got it undone to have. My baby sister Rocco. Oh
0: my god! Yeah. Did you get it again? Snoop, snap, snoop. Snap. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. Wow. Mm, probably, maybe.
0: That is crazy that you can like get it, and, undo it, like, and
1: then like have a baby, and then
0: yeah. yeah. Um. Dumpeluso
1: so. jeans.
0: <laughs> I know. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, get a vasectomy now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Maybe. No. <laughs> Yes, no, yes, no. Um, So here were the options I had for the poll. I asked if you had a vasectomy, does coming feel better? And the options I gave were yes, definitely better. This got five votes. Then the next one was it feels the same for me. This got 70 votes. The third option was it just feels different. This got 20 votes. And the last option was Nat It feels worse, and this got ten votes. Wow! So so different, interesting range so far.
1: And so better got five. You said
0: yeah. Okay. So it's,
1: so not, better, the so it's not the majority. Majority.
0: Yeah, those guys lucked out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel bad for the guys where it's worse because I wouldn't. And then one guy uh, DM'd me and he said, um, "Save me." That is, he said his. I think he said his ex-wife said that after it didn't taste as good anymore.
1: Oh, pineapple in his life.
0: <laughs> Apparently that's a myth.
1: I believe that. I think what, what okay, actually yeah. makes it, because the bitterness comes from a poor diet, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, the bitterness is myth, definitely right? like, that, like beer. Oh yeah. No, beer. that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> a guy drinks a lot of beer and then you drink his cum. It's gross. It's disgusting. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't drink a lot of beer before I blow you. Yeah, but it is interesting though that you can't control it tasting better. But I mean, I guess just a healthy diet is yeah. the best you can do. I feel like in but general, that's just right. Like you, yeah.
1: You'll smell worse if you drink and you eat mm-hmm. you poorly. You'll your cum will taste worse. So, yeah. Stay healthy, folks.
0: Yeah, and uh, think twice before you get a vasectomy. <laughs> So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And interesting. there's a lot of guys awaiting to see the rest of the poll results. What a lucky
1: audience. Always learning such useful information.
0: Right? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that would say, that's basically it and vasectomies. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that just interesting. Um, but, yeah, I what I find interesting is the lack of talk you hear about condoms. Like, you really wonder if anyone really uses them.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> the oh, lack okay. of t-
0: like, no one talks about condoms. Like, I never why? hear. Why?
1: Yeah. Why would they?
0: No, because I'm a sexologist. I hear everything. So the fact that I never get any questions around like, I can't come with a condom, oh, okay. or like, mm-hmm. I taste bad after okay. a condom. Like, no one. But I you never meant just, hear... like your
1: day to day, like
0: people in... <laughs> people on the street. Yeah, I'm like, just not hearing. I was just like, why? No, I'm just like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just surprised. We're also, but I also guess not, like cause
1: you're because especially couples. I feel like for correct me if I'm wrong. My guess, and this would be a good poll for you to run if you haven't before, would be that m- the highest percent most couples either uh, have a like the the female partner uses a contraceptive, or the or they don't use anything and they just pull out
0: yeah i mean that seems to be the most common
1: right and most of your audience is is couples or, or guys who are in relationships
0: mm, no no, no. Oh. i thought so and i pulled on that kind of recently and i found out it's kind of equal
1: interesting mm-hmm. so even single okay this, you need to pull on this for the next episode
0: what who's using condoms yeah mm.
1: yeah and yeah, and are you in a relationship like are, if you're single do you use a condom or not? If you're in a relationship, do you use a condom or not? Or like condom, contraceptive, like that would be interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder I mean. what
1: percentage of babies are accidents.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That would
1: be another poll for your audience. Have you had a Accidental kid? baby. Have you had an accidental baby? Are you writing this down? Yeah, I'm writing it down in <laughs> my head. <laughs> These are so good. I'm giving you gold.
0: Accidental baby. <laughs> what's next um (laughs) moving on (laughs) I just something I wanted to mention uh, just because this podcast is documenting life goals and interesting things that happen along the way isn't it
1: because I was going to talk about taxes and management
0: because that's boring but (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) That's what I'm doing wow your life
0: is boring my life is boring yeah what the fuck
1: man (laughs)
0: I talk about vasectomies and not using condoms Seriously. and accidental babies.
1: That's interesting.
0: Um, <laughs> no, you could talk about that if you want, but after my thing, so I reached a hundred dollars on YouTube. Woo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that like, is not the right button. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, that's a good button. I forgot oh my about God, that. Oh
1: God, that's funny.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so what's crazy is that I got monetized last March. And then when I went back, when I started, when I decided I want to be serious about YouTube this year, I went back early January and saw that I made 85 bucks, 84 and change on YouTube, just from simply being monetized and having it rack up the videos from the last five years. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I got consistent this year. So far, I put out like seven videos and uh, it reached over 20 bucks. So I am officially about to get my first YouTube check, which is really exciting.
1: Influencing so hard right now on YouTube.
0: Oh my God. I called Andrew when I made $3 in one day and I was (laughs) freaking out. I was like, babe, I made $3 on YouTube.
1: And Instagram unbanned you?
0: And Instagram unbanned me today because I complained about it on Instagram to my audience. Yeah. Yeah. So really exciting things. But I thought it would be cool to document the hundred bucks now and see just what happens this year by posting and um, and trying to look at YouTube as a game, especially with the monetization part and all the analytics. It's just very easy to see. So I think because it's so obvious, um, it feels more like a game and it feels more fun. Also, you know
1: what to look for because you took the... All yeah, maybe that's it. I just cross, like right? understand it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they gave you basically a framework yeah for how to think about this and what's important and all that good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun to learn something, put it into practice and then notice like a very specific result on that that change for the better. So, that has been fun and I'm just hoping to get better and better and faster at putting out putting out video content. So, Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You're going to have a famous YouTube girlfriend.
1: Wow, that's Uh crazy.
0: You're so lucky. Oh,
1: my God. What do I do?
0: (laughs) I'm going to buy you coffee with my $3.
1: Does that make you my sugar mama?
0: Yeah, your coffee sugar mama that we eat at home. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about taxes? No, I don't want to talk about taxes
1: now. No, because apparently it's boring. No, you can No one wants to hear about it. Do you want to
0: share like an interesting tax fact?
1: No. (laughs) I'm not going to share anything about my life ever.
0: Suck. Never again. Just because your life is boring. (laughs) Just kidding. Andrew actually has a very fun life. He was just in Miami on a business mastermind. You want to share a top takeaway from that?
1: It was uh, well. My top takeaway from it was Miami doesn't suck um, because <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my vibe going to Miami was I'd been to Miami like three times. The last time I was there, I got in a fight with someone, like a physical <laughs> oh, yeah. altercation with someone. So mm-hmm. when I thought of Miami, I was just thinking like douchey people and more flashy. It was like all the worst parts of L.A. basically, but magnified um and i just didn't i just i I didn't have a i I didn't enjoy it Mm. this time was different because i was hanging out with locals i had a went to a top five restaurant for sure, I've ever been to. It was amazing. Food. Uh, the the host of the mastermind was a foodie, so he took care of, took care of the food and took care of us the whole time, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was it was basically with a bunch of guys who have you know built multi million dollar businesses within the industry that I work. Um, there was a young guy there, Kieran, who he's twenty. His agency, um, did. A million and a half in revenue in twenty twenty three. I'm just like, bro, -hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, and he he's probably gonna be the youngest, richest person that like I know. He has the characteristics that one commonly notices among the wealthiest people that you know if Mm -hmm. you know wealthy people, which is that they don't feel the need to talk a lot and they often don't talk a lot. It's not that they won't engage, but they just don't fill the air with words. Mm. They tend to do more observing. They're typically pretty smart. Um, they take action. Um, but just in terms of, like, personality and mannerisms, like, they just... That's the main thing. is It's like there's almost a sense of wisdom about about the air around them because... Mm. Which is like the problem I have is I don't, I don't shut up like I talk to <laughs> I honestly wish like I'm I'm there's a part of me that's envious of that because I I wish it was natural for me to just like talk a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. But, what do you
0: think you're talking overly talking about?
1: Um, I I don't know it. it
0: is it like your? Are you asking a lot of questions, like back to back? Are you no, it's, like it's, just sharing? No, it's
1: it's usually more. I think some of uh, sometimes it'll stem from from insecurities. Like if mm-hmm. I'm f- feeling insecure about something that I'm talking about, then I'll talk more than is necessary. Yeah. Um, sometimes that'll be true in in business and in my and in my personal life. Maybe partly just because I have a lot of energy and I like to engage with people. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. So. Yeah, I
0: mean that too. You're such a people person. I think you get really excited just like talking to new people. And, like...
1: Yeah, one thing that I noticed that I, I'm trying to do less of is sometimes I'll share something. Like someone will say, oh, I did this thing or I traveled here or I, whatever. And I'll be like, oh, I did this thing that's similar mm-hmm. to what you did. Mm-hmm. And it, I can see how it could come off as me trying to like almost one-up someone. I can't remember. There's like a term that that you give to people who like, you know, have to be that person who, like, ones up, you know, the story or what someone else is sharing. And I don't know, for some reason, I recently picked up on it as, like, something that I was, like, noticed myself doing. So a couple of times um, during the Miami trip, I actually, I I recognized, like, the thought came to my head. I was like, "Mm, you don't really have to share. Like, you can just not and just, like... You know, be curious about what they're doing. I say mm. those things because I want to relate to the person and be like, "Oh yeah, I did this," thing, you know. And it's like a fun way to exchange stories. But yeah, I think sometimes it's just not. It's just not necessary.
0: Yeah, it's it like almost add. like an immediate attention grabber. Like you're taking attention away from them. Yeah. And they were to share <clears throat> something exciting.
1: So yeah, that's something I'm working on.
0: That's interesting because I I recently caught myself doing that, but with like. Like if someone shares a win, you just automatically think like, oh, it's like win time. <laughs> Tell the class what you did now. And like even like emotionally, if someone's like, oh, I'm having a really bad day and it's like, oh, me too. It just kind of like, I think it has to be done in a, in a more intentional way when you're responding.
1: Yeah. There's just a subtle difference between like, like I, I, I think the ideal version of myself remains present and curious. And when I am present and curious, I think I'm less apt to overshare and lean more into asking questions and exploring what the people or person I'm with are thinking and experiencing. And I also find that in the times when I'm being a really good listener and I'm being really curious and I talk about myself the least people tend to enjoy their experience with me more. Right. Cause no one, I guess this is the other, the other thing related to all this, which is like, most people really enjoy talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. No one else in the world is more interesting than, than themselves. So when you give them an opportunity to open up and you're genuinely curious about them, even if that's 90% of the conversation, they will walk away from that conversation thinking, man, that other person is like really cool or really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Even though it was them talking about Made themselves them the whole time. Way.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's very much like women with dating. The guy talks about himself the whole time. Oh my God, that is like the biggest turnoff ever. And also, like, what most women will remember after a good date is he made me feel like really attractive and like i don't know what it is about him but like i just feel good around him they remember that feeling and usually that feeling does come from that place of curiosity because it's like the total opposite when a guy just talks about himself the whole time so that's just a little little maybe dating lesson dating tip to keep in mind
1: sex in the office Mm mm-hmm that's right a little bit of sex
0: you gotta bring everything in.
1: A little bit of office when it's about Steph's
0: office, not <laughs> mine, my
1: office is uninteresting apparently.
0: <laughs> no, it is. It is. I'm doing great. Put a bow wrap? on it. Put a bow on it. Wrap that's it up. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Oh, okay. Tie in the knot.
1: Merry Christmas, bitches.
0: Our tree is still up, so we could still say Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, babe, that's gonna come down.
0: No, no. I've decided today it's gonna stay up. And I was going to ask you if that's okay, because, (laughs) because I, I told my audience about it on Instagram and and there were a bunch of people who were like, ours is still up. And like someone else is like, if it brings you joy, keep it up. And I was like, you know what? It makes me really happy and it makes me feel cozy and it makes this place feel warmer on these cold days. So I was like, you know what? Maybe for the rest of the freeze and the coldness, we could keep it up.
1: It's like a week,
0: maybe a week or two. Yeah. (laughs) it does make me doesn't make you happy though like it fills that space I'm kind of over
1: it I'll be honest yeah because I feel like we have
0: we do have a lot of plants that are living yeah (laughs) they're real yeah they're not dead (laughs) no I'm saying our tree is fake so like oh yeah, right
1: (laughs) yeah Christmas tree is Christmas tree is fake
0: Oh, no okay one more week Baker stop it don't talk to him like (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> all right anyway okay so you're putting night. a bow bye okay, bye guys <laughs>